Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 85 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here alongside Ethan Cardwell. As always, Cards, how's it going, bud? No, I'm great, man. Just uh, just chilling. Uh, it was actually a beautiful day today in Barrie. I know I'm the weatherman at the end of the episodes, but 16 and sunny and uh, in November. You can't complain about that. And lots of Halloween candy in the house, so also another bonus. So I'm doing doing great. You? Mm, yeah, I'm good. How was your Halloween? What you, uh, what you go as? You were, you were Ken? Yeah, I was Ken. My girlfriend was Barbie. Um, how about you? You get up to anything? I unfortunately missed out on Halloween this year. So no. I think it was my first, other than COVID, maybe first nothing Halloween. But so you have th- to this is what happens, man. I turned 24 last week. My my groin gets pulled in like morning skate. I miss Halloween. Like suddenly I'm 80 instead of 24. Yeah, things things go fast, eh? Once you hit that twenty four mark, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's not looking good for me, but uh, man, you're still buzzing in the OHL. So talk, let's let's hear about uh your last week of games, like how the Colts are doing, how you're doing, like what's up? Yeah, I mean, not bad, man. Like, uh, tough tough weekend for us. I mean, we had two big leads, and unfortunately, didn't didn't pull out the wins in either of the games, but. I think our team's like so close, man. Like we're, we're so close. We play 45 minutes of amazing hockey and just have a 15 minute lapse. And I don't know. It's, uh, it's obviously heartbreaking to lose those, but uh, I think it's a good learning experience in the early portion of the year, especially for younger players. Even for myself, I feel like I'm learning stuff even from these losses and stuff. And especially the young guys too, like just like to go through this kind of see what actually could happen in the OHL. It's a crazy league. Like we came back five, one on Mississauga and then we blew a five, one lead Dolan sound. So anything could happen. You got to stay present in the game and uh, just try to try to bear down and take advantage of any chance you get when you're out there. So it's been good. Um, I'm obviously enjoying it. Love playing in Barry. The fans have been amazing. So uh, we're we're heading the road this week for Peterborough and Ottawa, which will be a great test against two teams in like the top ten of uh, the CHL right now. So we're excited, we're ready. A lot of injuries and stuff like that going on right now, but uh, we're doing our best to battle through. Yeah, man, it, that that'll be those will be two good games. And um, uh, we were talking about earlier today, but this month we'll be seeing each other twice in person, and it's been a while. So so that'll be coming later in November. Um, and potentially for the listeners, potentially some uh, for the first time in person content, we'll, we might be getting some podcasting going face to face for once. And we'll we'll see. Maybe we get someone from the Colts on as well and do something like that. But um, I, I, I do want to talk about uh, while we're at the beginning, still the, the guests we have on this week. We got two guests, as you can probably see from the title. But firstly, we got Abby Newhook, sister of Alex Newhook, who we formerly had on the podcast. Um, Abby Newhook, she plays for Boston College. She was the Hockey East Rookie of the Year last year. She's already lighting it up, I think, over a point per game this year in the NCAA. So um, another nasty Newhook family member. Uh, They're just so good at hockey, I don't understand. But uh, first we got her. It's a great interview. And then we're going with Coach Chippy, content creator, hockey comedian. I don't know what you want to call him. He's funny. You've probably seen him on TikTok or Instagram Reels or whatever. Like, guy's hilarious. We get into it with him. Later on, that'll be the second interview of the episode. So um, two good interviews to look forward to. Uh, but uh, I, I did want to want to tee this one up. We, we also asked it about asked it to Coach Chippy, but the Leafs are uh, struggling. Everyone knows I'm a Leafs fan, but Cards, as a hockey player, what are your thoughts on what's going on in the Leafs Nation right now? 
to be honest, man, I haven't watched too much. I just wake up to the news every day. All like, you know, the media is tough, right? And like, I feel like that's that's the biggest thing. I feel, I think in a different market, maybe it doesn't get the light shined on it as much as the Leafs would and everything like that. And I think this is a common theme with the Leafs. I think they they have their downs in the years, and everybody acts like it's the end of the world. And just like any other team, I feel like you can't let the media and the hype and everything get to you. You just have to stick to what you're doing and good things will happen. Like obviously they got a great roster. So I'll let you speak on the team here. I think if more of them come on the showbound podcast, they probably get some good mojo and good luck going their way. It might yeah. change things up. Matthews would probably be fine in the back of the net more, but um, you're right about that, man. The media is like, is blowing it up pretty big. Um, and Leafs fans are quick to, to judge and turn on people. Like everyone's calling for Sheldon Keefe and Dubas to be fired now. And it's like, it is the media plays into it pretty hard. Like I scroll through Twitter and I see people like the media is asking Keith, like, are you concerned about your job and stuff like, so it, when the media is asking questions like that, it does make it seem worse than maybe it is. Um, I also think that normally the Leafs are nasty in the regular season and they suck in the playoffs. So maybe now if we can just squeak into the playoffs, we'll be nasty then when it counts. Just get, yeah. Just get that like seven, eight seed and just uh, yeah, go, go opposite the- mode. Nobody asks how you get to the dance. It's just what you do while you're there. Yeah, so so I'm kind of hoping for that. But Matthews is scoring again. Um, I think he has three goals now. And I think someone said that he's like on pace to still score 60 based on exactly what he did last year. Like he's at the exact point he was last season. Um, yeah, because you remember at the, the same thing I think was happening last year. But uh, yeah, I mean, we don't need to get to the, the Leafs over the years here. We'll be sitting yeah, here. I know. I, know, I know that entertains you talking about the Leafers. I know, man, but, but uh, yeah, anyway, so that's kind of my thoughts on that. I know we have a lot of, like, we, we are obviously the two of us being Ontario-based, like, we have a lot of Ontario-based listeners, therefore a lot of Leaf fan listeners, so yeah. we'll see, we'll see. I think Leafs fans keep uh, keep believing in the process, trust the process, and the boys are going to get it done as as uh, they're overdue to do that. Um, let's uh, Actually, before we go into whatever you were going into next, I don't know where you were going, but uh, let's hear about the badgies. Obviously, yeah. you're moving up in the rankings again. So, how how are yeah. things? Well, we're fifth in the country now. We were eighth last week, so fifth is good. But we did get handed our first loss. So, we did finally lose barely 6-4 to the Toronto Metropolitan University Bold. Quite the, the name, formerly known as Ryerson. Um, yes, and was Bowlers out no, there? No, I didn't want you to Bowlers lit us up for five points, yes. <laughs> Oh my God, dude, actually. So I was, I was looking at, so I follow him on Instagram, obviously, because we know each other. So you guys posted a picture of one of your guys punching him in the face as the pregame photo. And he reposted it on his Instagram. So I knew he was going to have a night. Yeah, that was my fault. I shouldn't have done that. Um, yeah, no, you, you can't be slipping up like that. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, I, I, I lit the fire, but yeah, he, he's good, man. No doubt. I mean, he had five points. Like, He's a good player, but they, they have a lot of good players. Like if you look up and down their roster, they have like all major junior guys who were like, you know, 40 to 60 point guys in their OA years like playing on that team. And they got um, Kai Edmonds in net for them now. Like they got a solid goalie. Like they're, they're a good team, man. Um, so they're going to be our big competition. We're rivals with them going back years now, especially last year. We, we played them in the conference final and beat them. And, uh, like the rivalry has been heated for a while, but especially in that game, like tempers boiled over last season there. And 
people were getting suspended and injured and it got so this this one like our fans like got up for it pretty good like we had a really good crowd because our rink's on campus now too so like it's really easy to get the students out there and they were loud man like it was actually it was a really fun atmosphere um mm-hmm. so yeah we're and then uh the day before that or two days whatever before that uh, we played laurier and beat them it was at laurier um and uh our coach last year at brock is the head coach of laurier now so it was good seeing him and stuff um nice to a hand loss too always right yeah um and uh, i saw rhodesy sam rhodes who was you you didn't play with him i don't think he was on barry when uh when i was on barry so good to see him and then i I knew him like long before that too uh he used to billet with one of my teammates when i was growing up in minor hockey so i'd known this guy forever we ended up in barry together now he's in U sports like so it's cool always just like getting to see him he's a good guy and he's like their leading scorer this year too anyway um badgers are looking good we play york twice this week and then next week we fly to thunder bay and play lakehead twice okay so you guys uh some favorable matchups by the looks of it right now, but uh, you got to battle, show up yeah. on game time and play hard. I mean, if you're if you're looking for a new coach, maybe coach Chippy. Yeah, Chippy. <laughs> well, we got a we got a great coach now, and and uh, things are going maybe really well. maybe Chippy for a skills coach. We, we should get Chippy maybe for like a chirping coach or like a he'll <laughs> ride the bus and like chirp the boys or like inspiration <laughs> or something yeah. i don't know he can be a morale guy maybe lock we are hiring an assistant equipment manager maybe chippy can can get in the mix there and <laughs> uh and do something like that but yeah man it, it's good kind of similar to you guys like we got the injury bug too a little bit a couple guys going down and um but better honestly like kind of like what you said better now than later in the season exactly um, I, every every year, every team's going through adversity in some way. So, like, I always like to get it out of the way early. Um, yeah. I pretty much just want to talk about, like, one more thing before we send it to Abby Newhook. But um, I was kind of touching on it with you off camera. But with the whole Elon Musk buying Twitter, so I guess you weren't aware of this, but people are – you have to pay to be verified now. Or not now. Like, it will start soon, maybe next month. Have You, you haven't oh, heard about this? No, like, I haven't heard about this at all, actually. So, break it down. So – if you're verified currently, you're going to lose your verification unless you pay $8 a month for what's called Twitter Blue, I believe, or anyone can subscribe to Twitter Blue for the $8 a month and become verified. And I don't know, I haven't like read too much into it, but obviously being verified, if you're like a company, if you're verified, like your replies go to the top, like you get more visibility. So from like a, an investment standpoint as a company, like it's better for you. So you get seen more. Um, but you won't be handed the verification now. And um, Elon Musk says it's obviously a great revenue stream for Twitter. I wonder about things like the Barry Colt and like other junior teams. Like, do you think teams will be paying to be verified? I, I don't know. Like, it's I wonder where that stuff's going to go. Well, now, does does with paying to be verified, does that take away the whole point of being verified? Like, I think like over the years it's been like oh okay like you're either a famous person or you're a big name company or you've done something to be verified or like be in that spotlight so i feel like now it's almost like hmm. it's it is meaningless like it, it takes away from the prestige of it definitely but from a visibility standpoint you still gain the advantage of like more people like it, it i don't know yeah, exactly what it's and i be, feel but- like everyone in there everyone's going to be doing it though yeah, I mean, I don't know. I definitely won't be doing it. Showbound's not going to be doing it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but uh, there's, like, advantages, I guess, to it. It makes sense. But 
uh like a lot of people are upset about it so especially the verified people <laughs> yeah i guess so eh? it's like hey, so like hey, that that's gonna, gonna be you. changing and yeah, also we like the the hardcore listeners know this but i love elon musk like, I, i'm a big elon musk fan um mm-hmm. and i think from an investment for him like he just dropped like what 50 something billion dollars on twitter like give the guy his eight dollars a month like let him make the money back he's doing a lot of other good stuff for the world so let's make it and and the whole thing for him was he wanted to make twitter a, a place for free speech and that no one's like more important than others so it makes sense like following his vision that way um yeah he, he didn't like people getting censored by twitter and he wants twitter to be like a, a town square open kind of conversation thing and i think it makes sense um where it's like because social media has the power to like put people with algorithms and stuff like that they want on the top and i think he wants to be more of like everyone's equal sort of standpoint so i i I agree with that i think it's pretty cool so like i guess maybe that's where the verification thing can set in like you can pay for it but no one's like twitter's not gonna be handing out like hey you're better than other people yeah that's interesting that's uh yeah i didn't know that so you just i'm sure you informed a bunch of people on that because i don't i definitely hadn't heard of it and uh nobody i've been talking to has mentioned it so there you go rask you, you, you taught a bunch of people something new today yeah there we go now talking about new let's send it over to newy abby newhook uh for a great interview and we'll get back with you later here it is okay we are pleased to be joined by abby newhook uh newy how's it going little newy can you explain the nickname situation for us <laughs> yeah of course uh thanks for having me first of all um, so basically when I came to campus, uh, I was quickly named Nui after Alex, obviously, who started the nickname. Um, but around campus now, it's kind of moved to little Nui and he's known as big Nui. So just carrying on the legacy, I guess. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. So you're little Nui. Uh, we'll, we'll go with Nui for now, but so you're off to a hot start this season, not really surprisingly. And, and, um, one of the reasons why, uh, why your name kind of popped up in my head to bring on here was that goal you scored that highlight real goal you scored against Penn state was like all over. Um, I just want to know, like, can you talk us through that goal and, and what was going through your head, how it all went down? Yeah, for sure. Um, basically I got the puck and I was looking at ice and I was like, Oh no, like don't have a great angle going on the one-on-one. Um, so I just tried to look to create something off of that and uh, thought really my only option there was to use her as a screen and uh, shoot the puck and kind of just worked out for me. Do you practice that um, like quick release under a stick thing ever? Like you going under the stick for, cause that was a quick snap r- right under the, the twig. Yeah. I mean this summer, especially I focus like a lot on just getting shots off quick and different angled shooting and stuff like that. So I think that definitely contributed to that goal, but yeah. And actually that kind of segues us perfectly into our next thing. We were just going to talk about this past summer and, actually like we didn't have this jotted down but like I was wondering do you do you skate with your brother in the summer or like who do you skate with um so I usually skate at home in the summers or I have for like the past few years now um and he's in and out so whenever he, we can get on the ice together he'll come out and show me some stuff which is pretty cool um but once again like where he's in and out and he's skating with different groups and stuff like that he has his own skate so um we're not we don't skate together all summer or anything but when we do get the opportunity we definitely um take advantage of it yeah, that's cool. And obviously summer looked a little bit different uh, this year for you guys with the, with the Stanley Cup involved a little bit. But uh, how was your time when uh, when Alex had the Cup and uh, what did you guys do with it? 
Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, I was fortunate enough to actually get to go to Colorado um, when the whole thing was going down and then uh, got to follow it to Tampa. So that was pretty awesome. And then um, we got to we got to take it home, which was even better, um, get to share everything with the family. We had, I mean, the day was fully packed between, we had a ball hockey tournament. Um, we got together with like all of Alex's friends and every and family and stuff like that in the night. Um, but yeah, it was just like a fully packed day. We actually went up in the chopper in the helicopter. So that was unreal. That. Yeah. And there was only, uh, there was only enough for like him to take one other person because the cup had to be strapped in. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, he was like, I can't pick between mom and dad. So you're in. I was like, I'll take it. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. And, uh, like, what was that run like? Cause you said you were there for it. Like just watching that hockey and like realizing, holy shit, my brother's pretty close to winning the cup. Like, what was that like for you and your family? It was just unbelievable. Honestly, I was like, couldn't, couldn't believe it was happening. Um, and then just to like see him hold it up. It was just, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just, my parents weren't there. So, um, just being like, being able to be there and support him through all of that was, I was very lucky. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. And now back to you a little bit. What, uh, what does your summer training schedule kind of look like? I know you were talked about like working on some skills and stuff and, and then to go on with that question, like what are your main focuses during the summer to get better at? Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit different, um, for the women's side of the game, just because, I mean, in terms of like national program and stuff like that, um, cause we have our camps in August. So this summer I was lucky enough to get invited to the national women's, um, hockey camp. So that was in early August. So for the first two months of the summer, I'm pretty much, that's my focus of the summer. Um, so just training, I train um, like five days a week um, off the ice and then usually three to four skates a week. Um, so yeah, pretty much just focusing on um, different things I need to work on for my game, but mainly just to be prepared for that first week of August. Um, and then kind of following that, um, kind of refocus myself for the season, I guess. Yeah. So a little bit shorter of a summer than maybe like the men's side of the game and stuff like that. So how do you like to spend your time away from the rink during the summers? Um, I mean, it's a little different because we're from Newfoundland. So there's no like we don't get to go to the beach and stuff like that. Um, but definitely just hang out with family and friends and yeah, just hanging out. Yeah. OK, cool. Do you like fishing and stuff? Yeah, I'm definitely not afraid of fishing. Um, we have a cabin like about an hour from my house. So when we get to go out there, it's a lot of fun. And there's we have quads and stuff like that. So. OK, yeah. pretty sweet. So so, I mean, yeah, just being from Newfoundland there's not that many professional hockey players that have been from there. And I'm just curious. So what got you into the game growing up where you did? Um, honestly, Alex, uh, I was always at the rink with him and I was watching him. My parents were like, why don't you just get dressed and get out there? So I was like, yeah, why not? Um, so yeah, I think just growing up watching him play and then always being around it, I was like, why not get involved? And then, um, there wasn't really a big women's hockey program at home, um, growing up and stuff like that. Uh, the game has obviously definitely grown a lot since, but um, I grew up like until I left um, to go to Tabor Academy, which is the prep school I attended. I played um, boys hockey all up through. So, yeah, and you were nasty. I saw that too. And did you know where the C growing up in men's hockey as well, or, or am I wrong? Uh yeah, there was a couple years there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's that's pretty crazy, honestly. Like, so so at what point? Obviously, you had the natural talent. I think your family just was naturally gifted in hockey, but at what point do you realize that you could pursue an NCAA career and beyond with hockey? Like how old were you when you kind of thought that? 
Uh, it was pretty like I mean I think a lot of people especially like girls on my team and stuff like that just from like being around college hockey and like living like a lot of the girls are local so just like being around um, BU, BC, Northeastern, Harvard teams like that I think that that's always kind of like a dream for them but I guess I didn't really realize that like that was an option for me just like being around the guys game so much and that kind of thing but I think it was uh my after my this summer going into eighth grade I came to a tournament down here um called the Beantown Classic and that was like a is all female tournament that was the first time I'd ever really played with girls so I think that was kind of eye-opening for me and then there was a lot of like scouts and um coaches there just um looking at us all so that was probably the first time I was like okay maybe this is one reason okay yeah so what about just with growing up with Alex being as good as he was and stuff, what, what kinds of things did you learn from him being older and going through that uh, as his hockey career progressed? What kinds of things did he teach you? Um, I guess the biggest thing for me would probably be like little setbacks that he had um, and just like learning how to kind of uh, challenge your mind to like think differently and how to adjust to like different situations and stuff like that. Um, we've always talked a lot about um, like our game and like, even like after a game or something like I'll just give him a call which is always good because he has um, little pointers of advice just having been through all of it um, and experiencing a lot of different things so yeah I would say just like being able to like look up to him and how hard he works and how he kind of faces adversity um, yeah, yeah. do you guys like watch each other's games and then like call after and say like hey you, you, you should have done this better and stuff like that um yeah I mean he definitely gives it a little bit more to me which is fair enough because like he's the one in the NHL but um <laughs> Yeah, like after the game, I'll definitely give him a call and be like, yeah, that was a tough one. And he'll be like, yeah, <laughs> a few things that I could have done better. But um, yeah, I try to keep like a little bit more quiet um, after watching his games. But there's so many that it's like it's tough to catch them all. But Yeah, for sure. De- definitely with time zone uh, changes, too, and Denver and all that. But um, moving back to you, and you, you just mentioned that you moved to a uh, prep school in the U.S. at uh, – 15 or 16 years old was it oh uh, yeah 15 I think yeah okay and so what was that decision like for you like I knew your brother moved to SAC um and played there here in Ontario but uh obviously you move away from your family and stuff like that so where did that decision come from and like how did you decide on that school um yeah I guess like so I played Bantam at home with the boys and then I guess transitioning into into midget I was like okay like I'm gonna get absolutely crushed if I kind of continue playing with the boys just with hitting and everything I mean, I was hitting in Bantam but then going into grade 10 everyone starts growing and I'm like okay I think it's time to get out of here so um yeah I had to kind of look at the options I looked at a few schools in Canada and then um looked at a bunch down here and um yeah I think I went to Tabor and toward and there was four girls at the time who were committed to BC um and I liked the campus and everything like that so I was like oh this must be a good good route and then yeah okay cool and so like how was the adjustment for you kind of moving away from home um to a new country at uh, such a young age because obviously like I feel like girls like a lot of like guys will move out earlier on in their careers but oftentimes like girls in like Ontario anyway have like their centers to kind of play junior in and then go off to college but for you having to move away at that type of age how was that for you yeah I mean it was definitely hard for like the first I'd say like the first half of the year, at least of my first year, um, I definitely was homesick and stuff like that. But 
Um, I mean, it was obviously such a good opportunity, and I knew that. I knew that, like, I needed to um, play at a school, like, away from home in order to be successful and be able to, like, you know, play in college. So that all came into it. But, yeah, after after a little while, I was good to go, and then I really enjoyed my experience there. So Okay, and this kind of question, I guess, wouldn't really serve a purpose, but, uh, I mean, I'll ask it anyway. So how was the level of hockey, like, kind of compared to back home from moving there? Obviously, you played – like boys hockey back home but then playing girls hockey what was the biggest difference that you noticed uh I'd say definitely the physicality um yeah moving into that game like I would like I going into the corners and stuff I try to go in for the hit and then it's another penalty like (laughs) but yeah I would say definitely the physicality just I mean obviously it did make me more physical um in the women's game but just kind of having to tone it down a notch and and also the women's game I found was like it's more skill skill base I guess just because you don't have that like hitting component so sure yeah so you committed to Boston College that year your first year you played there right um I committed the so I committed the year uh I think going into my freshman year so my grade nine year because I had committed to uh, Boston College before I decided I was going to Tabor um, with the whole like prep school process so you're like 14 years old committing to Boston College <laughs> well people were like you know where do you see yourself and I'm like I, like honestly I'm 14 I, like I, I don't know that's such a big decision <laughs> at that age and, and even from like a coach's perspective it's so hard to lock like think about someone that young playing for your team but but so obviously Actually, sorry, sorry Boston, Rask, I, yeah. I want to cut in here because like I always see these kids like committing at like 13 14 years old and it's like what like how how is this happening so when do you actually set, sign your, is it, what is it, an NLI? Yeah, NLI. Um, it's your junior year, so grade 11 year. Okay, no, that's okay. more reasonable. No. No, I think it's like fall of grade 11 year, so. Did you ever have any, like, girls on your team, like, at the academy who, like, were committed and then, like, a team, like, may have had a coaching change and stuff and they were like, yeah, you're done? Not at my school, but I definitely like heard of girls who had went through that and stuff like that, which is yeah, it's unfortunate. It, yeah, like that happens in like the men's game too. Like it's kind of brutal, especially because it's only verbal commitments until grade eleven. So it's like it's tough, but yeah, yours worked out, so that's positive. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Oh, like how'd you pick it?" And you're like, "Well, uh, love like I feel like I could see myself there." And I'm like, "Okay, like I don't know." <laughs> well, that's that's my question. I mean, you probably could have picked any school. So, and obviously, Alex did the same thing, and. And then you go to prep school there as well in, in that area. So what is it about like Boston, Massachusetts, like that area you guys like? And and how did you all end up there? Yeah, I mean, I think when Alex was looking at schools originally, he was like, I BC was really good at the time. Um, so and just like had, has a great program and stuff like that. So I think that was a big piece for him, I think. Um, and then we have fam. Well, my mom's best friend who we like call family um, lives in the Cape. So that's like an hour from Boston. Um, so that was kind of like, okay, we have someone in the area if we ever need to like, you know, get off campus or just if we're in need of someone. Um, so that was kind of helpful. And then I think, how, and then Alex came into BC and then I really loved the school and everything like that. So I was like, and that, that was just kind of a bonus. I didn't know if Alex would be here or not um, by the time I got here. But, and then having already committed, I think, and I was like, oh, like I'll be in the Boston area before I get to BC. So why not? So who committed first? You or Alex? Alex. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so so was it just there was no other schools you were considering? It was it was just BC. 
Um, no, there was a definitely um, a few others that I was really considering. Um, I was I really liked um, Princeton. Um, that was probably like my other one that I was really um, interested in. But yeah, um, I was definitely pretty confident with my decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of like moving into your first year at BC, we're going to talk about which was last year for you. And you had 32 points in 34 games and one rookie of the year in your division. So a really good year there. So like, how did you kind of find the adjustment level from academy hockey to uh, college hockey for your first year? I think the first few games were definitely a little bit rocky, just like trying to figure out how to adjust the speed and that kind of thing. But um, I mean, I was just lucky enough to play alongside of some really good players who helped me kind of adjust to the game pretty quickly and uh, definitely covered my mistakes for the first little bit. And then after time, after I adjusted and that kind of thing, um, I seemed to figure it out. But yeah, at first it was just kind of like, whoa, this is like, it was definitely the speed that was probably the biggest thing for me. But yeah, after time, it got a lot better. So. And I'm wondering, like, as you go up the ranks in women's hockey, like, does it become more physical? Like, do, do the refs let more things like slide and stuff like that through the ranks? Or like, have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have. And I think they're still kind of working with that um, in hockey, especially like even this year so far, I've noticed they're not calling near as much. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely allowed to play like physical and stuff on the boards. Obviously, like open ice hitting is not really on, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And how how did you find like the lifestyle kind of adjusting to like such a busy hockey sco- uh, schedule at such a big hockey school while also trying to balance your course load and like get your school done? Um, at BC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think definitely just going to prep school before this helped me a lot because I was taking five classes every day, um, and then playing hockey as well. So like, I kind of had to figure out time management right off the hop as soon as I moved to the States. So coming to BC, honestly, um, I mean, it's obviously a lot different, but you only have two classes a day or like whatnot. So, um, I was, I was able to figure it out pretty quickly just with, uh, not as many classes and stuff a day. Yeah, that's solid. Definitely makes things a little bit easier when you got less to worry about, but, uh, and obviously your team's, uh, having, or sorry, you're having a ton of success this year. I'm not too sure how your team's doing, but that's our question here. How's the team looking this year and how do you feel about your game personally? Yeah. Um, I think our team is honestly really good. We have a lot of strong individual players and I think, um, we're starting to figure it out right now and come together. So we've had a lot of big wins and we're going into play UConn this weekend, which will be um, another two big games. So yeah, we're looking really good and, uh, I think it's going to be definitely a good season. Um, for myself, uh, definitely just hoping to kind of build off last year and um, take some things from last year and also just build on my game. I just I have two more questions here before I flip it to Rask. But um, like, do you guys would you guys take a plane to your games or will you like bus or like how do you travel? We we bus because everything's pretty much like everything's pretty close. Um, this past week we played Vermont, so that's it's Vermont and Maine are the two furthest. Unless we play like out of conference, then we would fly if it's like more than that i guess um but yeah like we play vermont this week and we bus up the day before and then we'll just stay overnight a couple nights and then come back okay that's cool and are you guys in hockey east yes we are Uh, okay yeah that's what i thought and uh is there any like anything notable or any funny stories from your first year or this year that uh that are worth sharing Hmm. it's a tough one when we we always put put people on the spot right here yeah. Yeah, because you got to think like PG, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not off the top of my head, I don't think. 
you know, yeah, but, houses, but like, yeah, nothing crazy. What's, um, what's your, how often are you guys working out per week? Um, we work out, we, well, like we're supposed to work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we lift at 7am. Um, and we practice, our practice slot is like 11 to three. So we can practice like any time in between then. But, um, it depends if we play Friday or, or Saturday, then we don't lift on Fridays. So just Monday yeah. usually twice. Yeah. Well then actually, sorry, Rask, I'm butting in again, but so what would a typical day look like? Like going to BC as a student while on the hockey team? Yeah. For us. So like a Monday say would be, so wake up at six, um, be in the locker room by six thirty, then lift seven to eight, then go to breakfast, then class nine to 10 class, 10 to 11 then come to the rink for 11, then video at 11.30 to 12, then practice from 12.30 to 2.15, and then class 3 to 4.30, and then, like, hang out for a bit, then go get supper, and then study. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's well, definitely I picked the white chill for ask yeah. after hearing that. Man, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it's- no, it's definitely uh, full on, but... Mm-hmm. So, like, while we're talking about the women's game and stuff, we, we had Emma Malte on the podcast before. Do you know who she is? Yes. Yeah, I know her. She was um, on my team uh, this past summer at camp. So Okay, I figured you would have met her at one of these camps. Um, she's great, by the way. She was awesome. Oh, yeah, she is awesome. And um, so we talked with her about, like, what the women's game needs to do or what should be done in order for it to get a bigger audience and a, be able to, you know, be a sustainable league at some point um, because there's, you always hear about this in the media and it's, it's always going back and forth. So what do you think is needed or, or could be done to grow the women's game? Right. Like, do you have any ideas for that? I mean, it's definitely a hard one. Cause I think that there has been um, like work that, I mean, they're trying to obviously build a, build the women's game and everything. Um, I think in the college level, anyways, I think marketing is like a big thing um just marketing like our games the same as um you would like the men's games or whatnot um just different things to get students out and kind of like grow the women's game even just like just like to to other people like to broadcast the game more um but yeah I mean it's definitely a tough one I don't I don't know if there's like a direct answer or not but I mean this weekend like the boys usually play at six so they get the night games and they get like a lot of fans and this is uh the first weekend that they're actually playing at one and we're playing at six. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That makes a big difference. So some of the things we talked about and like some of my ideas I had, okay. My idea was that I think there should be full contact in women's hockey. What do you think of that? Oh, totally. I mean, I think we all like, it's the same as like men. I honestly think it's the same as men having contact. Like we're all, we're all the same. We're all, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's, it's more exciting to watch well. hockey that way. Yeah, Totally. Okay, that's one thing. And then, actually, um, I, I have yeah. a thought too, Rask. Like, I, I just hearing this, and I think we might have mentioned it when uh, Emma was on the podcast, but um, with the like, Swedish say, league, no, but like, say, like, like Abby just mentioned there with like them playing after the men. Like, what if you threw like every time you guys played, like it, like was back to back. Like, I feel like that would get more people out especially like in the pro women's game, like why not have Toronto's women's team play before the Leafs? Like yeah. it, people would like, I feel like that would bring more love. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. and like, even with us, like they don't even have some of the concessions open. It's like for our games, like you're not going to. Uh, 
Like the <laughs> they're not coming up. The concession are open. You so, gotta get the beers going. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like the that. the other idea, like we had talked about, was uh instead of trying to make the women and the men's game compete with each other, like being the same on ice product. And I've heard this idea floated around. Have like the women would play in smaller rinks or different sized rinks, so it's maybe it's an actual different game, like different rules, stuff like that. So now it's not the same thing going head to head. There's like an actual different element to it with um maybe it was like four on four smaller rinks with hitting or, or not I don't even know something like that like what do you think of, of that idea I mean yeah I think it's like I mean whatever it takes honestly at this point but I think that like if people really realize that like the different like as much as you like look at the two games and you're like oh they're so, they're like so similar like when people say to me like oh it's the exact like they're the same like the men are just like better or whatever but like when you actually want I'm like just go watch a game because when you actually like watch a women's game versus like a men's game I find that there's like like I think that like skill wise women are like able to kind of like use that way more just because there's no hitting so mm-hmm. you can like I mean in that way I just think it's a lot lot different but yeah I don't know whatever it takes honestly yeah I think I think hitting would be like a big draw because even just watching men's hockey without hitting like is pretty boring yeah. um and then what about like women wearing visors is that like a big no-no like i think visors just look cool like it looks more pro oh i mean i totally agree i just think it's like never been never been even brought up or like anything but we definitely would not be afraid of it yeah yeah get a couple people on the women's team missing their whole front teeth just like <laughs> oh, <laughs> get it started here yeah yeah that that's hilarious and We'll go into our this or that segment. So I'll just I'll just give you two options, and uh, you give me the one that best suits you. Um, so white or black tape? Black. Bar down or five hole? Five hole. Shoot first or okay? Wait, actually. So we always ask this: Is it like is it like are you snapping at five hole, or like do you want to like deke the goalie out and just like kind of slide at five hole and watch it like trickle in? Slide five hole. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shoot first or pass first? Pass. Cardio or weights? Cardio. Candy or chocolate? Candy. Ice cream or milkshake? Ice cream. Newfoundland or Massachusetts? I got to go from home, Newfoundland. Good call. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought that one might be a, a tough one because you new hooks love Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, we really do, but I just can't let down the hometown. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll go into some fan questions. We got We actually had a lot, but... I we could sit here all day and answer fan questions, so I only picked a few. But um, one of them, what stick do you use and what specs on it? Oh God, um, I use a covert. It's a warrior, the warrior covert. But um, I don't know the specs. Um, but yeah, we don't really have much option because we're warrior. So okay, do you know what flex you're using? I oh, don't. I'm curious about that myself. I'm just anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay, one, this one. How does it feel to be the superior new hook in the family? <laughs> oh God, uh, I don't even know how to answer that one, honestly. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, what's your major? Uh, I'm a communications major. Okay, Probably a pretty classic one around, but. Um, <laughs> what do you want to do after you graduate? So the two-part question. Obviously, I'm assuming you want to play hockey after you graduate, right? Yes. What would you want? Okay, so yeah, that answers that. And then if you couldn't play hockey, like what would you want to do? Um, so my whole life I've always wanted to be a nurse. Um, but like uh so I came to BC and then 
I thought they have a great nursing program here and I thought I was going to be able to kind of figure it out. But turned out you actually can't do nursing while you're playing hockey because of mm-hmm. the hours and whatnot. So ideally, like, that's what I want to do. But obviously, the communications major is not taking me there right now. So okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to have to reassess that one later. Maybe you'll work in hockey forever. Would you, would you do that? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of hockey jobs, especially for women now, too. But so if you couldn't play hockey, what sport would you play? um like i think playing lacrosse is pretty cool maybe just because i go to bc and our our women's lacrosse program is really good but i don't know it seems like a cool sport to play i mean i tried to play it in high school it didn't didn't go so well but if i, if I was like good at it i feel like it'd be pretty yeah cool. well our listeners know this but i was a pretty nasty lacrosse player myself back in the day so. oh yeah pump your tires <laughs> Love to hear. um two two more uh who was your favorite nhl team growing up um i was a montreal Canadiens fan my family was all different so there was a bit of uh controversy in the house but yeah who was alex's favorite team alex was calgary what that's so random yeah it was all pretty random my mom was philly and my dad was edmonton but like i like the house because my uncle liked the house so like he got me on board with it but okay yeah interesting um okay i'm assuming your favorite team now is colorado yeah. No, definitely. she hates them. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm good. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they suck. <laughs> well, hey, what do you think of Nathan McKinnon? He's nasty. Yeah. Have you yeah. met him? Yeah, I have. Oh, man. I, I want to get him on this podcast, but he, he's not a big media guy. Yeah, no, I haven't seen him in the media much, honestly. He hates that stuff. He I've heard him know. say that. <laughs> or no. Okay, um, do you have a favorite Alex Newhook story? Um... Yeah, I have a one that like kind of just sticks out to me when you say this. We were, well, first of all, when we were younger, um, we used to like play. Well, I would actually, <laughs> it was all started by me, but I'd like ask him to play the checking game, which pretty much consists of me lining up on the couch and him just like running at me as hard as he possibly can. Um, so <laughs> that was a good game that we used to play. And then like, you know, like rugby and stuff downstairs, like on the mat, which also, I don't know why I wanted to play that because I just got killed every time. Um, but probably the best story that I can think of right now would be we were playing um, street hockey, which I always had to go in net, classic younger sibling thing. But so I went <laughs> in net and um, he ended up like scoring on me or something. And I was pretty rattled. So I took my stick. This is a big rest hit him in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really young, though. Don't worry. Was it like a wooden stick? Yeah, it must have been like a Sherwood or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then um, my parents were very happy with me, so I got in timeout for that one. Yeah, I guess oh, so. Man. That's that's yeah. a five minute major. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was a bad one, but I don't know. We have, there's lots of good stories. Obviously, that one just kind of sticks out to me as one that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I mean, well. That's all we got, really. I mean, I'll I'll flip it to Cardi, but I, I personally want to thank you for taking the time. And I'm excited to see where your career goes, honestly. Like, you've had such success so far. And obviously, there's something in the new hook genes that, like, you guys are. Also, another thing, our listeners know this, you might not, but good things happen to those who come on the Showbound podcast. And <laughs> we proved it with your brother. He came on and he won a cup. It happens with all of our guests. So some, something good is going to come your way. But uh, thank you so much for for doing this. And cards, I'll I'll flip it to you as well. Yeah, of course. And I just wanted to say thank you as well. Obviously, we heard about how busy your days are. So to take the time, we really appreciate it. And yeah, just wishing you all the best the rest of the season. 
Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. I want to thank Lil Nui for that one. It sounds like kind of a rapper name, Lil Nui. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great interview. Always good to have uh, a woman on a podcast. We haven't, haven't had many. I think that's our third one. Um, yeah. So we're getting there, trying to trying to get some more on. But uh, she's a nasty hockey player. A great interview, too. And she just seems so nice and funny. Like she was, uh, her schedule is so busy. So for her to take the time to do that, I think she might skip dinner tonight too for to to take the time out for that. But what do you think of that interview? Yeah, it was great. Obviously, like you said, we want to grow the women's game or at least try to uh, use our platform to encourage more young girls out there to play the game and kind of fall in love with the sport. So anytime that we can do that and to kind of hear her perspective on the women's game and kind of coming up the ranks in women's hockey, it's uh, it's nice to get a different taste of that than uh, constantly hearing about the men's story and stuff like that. So I think it was an awesome interview and uh, yeah, just uh, pretty cool that we've had both siblings now. Yeah, that's true. That's the first uh, siblings on the pod, I think um, that we've had, right? I think so. Yeah, I do. I think so. We we have some opportunities to to do more that we we had Ryan Strom on. We could get Dylan on maybe. Do that yeah. with Matt. Um, have we had anyone else who has like siblings in in the show? No, Suzuki. Oh yeah, we got to get Nick Suzuki on. There we go. We got to yeah. we got to complete that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe we can start start doing stuff like that. But uh, so now we got a a guest coming on, Coach Chippy content creator and uh should be quite the interview so we'll we'll send it over to chippy now and and yeah here it is all right we're pleased to be joined by the man the myth the legend the coach chip here um chippy what's going on bro boys what's going on reviving out dude reviving out it's a monday is it monday today i don't even know what day of the week it is <laughs> it's tuesday is it tuesday I, I thought it was monday so that's how my week's going all right. Well, you you said you just got back from uh from the yeah. Gym, no, so Chippy says it's Monday, so we can do chest day two days in a row. Yeah, buddy. They call me Chippy Chest for a reason. Yeah, just bench press every day, boys. If you're trying to get big, it's bench press. I know all these hockey guys are saying do the mobility stuff. In my in my elite academy, boys, we're doing bench press every day. We're doing bench press every day. <laughs> I love it. So um yeah, let's just get right into it. So we we were just we were just chatting before we came on and um. I said, Coach Chippy, like, where are you from? And turns out he's from Barry. So we're, we live five minutes away from each other. So what a small world that is. So uh, that's exciting. So we'll have to hook you up and get you out to a Colts game here soon. Dude, get me out there. Get me out there. Fuck yeah. Get Chippy we'll to get... drop the puck. Yeah, ceremonial puck. Dude, drop. get me to drop the puck. That would be so jokes, dude. I've done it. When I was playing AAA, they got me. They get, like I guess, like a captain from each AAA team to drop the yeah. puck or whatever. I've, I've done it. I've been out there. I've been out there. I've dropped it. That's unreal, man. That's uh, too good. So, Rask, you want to fire it up? Yeah, I don't even know what to say. We're, we're just kind of freewheeling this one. But, Chippy, like, what do you think of the Leafs? Boys, the Leafs, eh? Leafs are in trouble. I think the Leafs are in trouble right now. I think we need to... We might need a, we need some we need something some mindset shifting in the locker room. I think we need to get some more mojo back. Boys just need to start clicking. We could turn it around. Poppy needs to start putting that puck in the back of the net, like he can. Uh, Mitchie, the boys are they're gonna they're gonna get the mojo back. It's just gonna be you know it's gonna be a little tough little stretch here. I think I think we gotta turn it around though. How do you, do you think, what do you uh, think? what? Well, do you do you think you think Babcock needs to come back and straighten everyone out? 
Oh no, Babs. Babs has Babs has to go bring in Barry Trotz. People are saying Trotzy, but we can't do Babs. Like Babcock, he's out of here. He's and they, actually they need to bring in Coach Chip. They need to bring in Coach Chippy. Get the get the room right. The speeches. Yeah. So yeah. Chip, what's your what's your philosophy as a coach? What what if you're coaching Cardsy, and and maybe Cardsy's confidence isn't isn't necessarily there right now? What are you saying to him? I love this. I love this. Like team style and flow. We don't think we just flow out there. Because, you know, hockey's a big mindset game. So for me, I actually went hard at just, like, psychology, like, understanding the mind. Like, I went deep into the books. And I would say any player out there struggling to put some pucks in the net or you're getting in your own head, um, start learning about your brain. Start learning about the mind. Start learning about, um, you know, positive affirmations. Like, pretty much we're a creature of what we think about. So if we're thinking about needing to score every game, guess what? the hardest thing to do is going to be putting that puck in the net because you, it's like you're coming from a place of desire, you're lacking. Whereas if, like, Poppy's walking into that rink, Poppy's not thinking about talking one. He, he knows he's going to score. He's just in the moment. He's present. And for me, like, I study, like, Buddhism. Like, I'm all about living in the present moment. And as a hockey player, if you're thinking in a game, like, you're not going to be stringing the passes. You're not going to be clicking. So, man, don't think, just flow. It's the motto, team style and flow, baby. We don't think we flow. <laughs> I love it, man. That, that's actually some great words of advice for our young listeners. And I'm sure like a million kids that are listening to this right now, they all see you on TikTok and stuff. And I've seen you on TikTok a bunch. Always get a laugh. So actually, this is a funny one too. So my, my girlfriend, she she texts me and uh, she's like, oh, you're doing the podcast. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, who's it with? And I always tell her every week. She, she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Not a hockey fan. And then yeah. I go, yeah, we, we got Coach Chippy on this week. And she goes, what? I've seen that guy on my TikTok. <laughs> no way, eh? Dude, yeah, TikTok's so, a crazy place, man. Yeah, and actually, so I want to ask you a little bit about, like, what you're doing here. So, obviously, you're a content creator. Um, you like to make people laugh and stuff like that. So, how much time a day, like, do you put into making content? Bro, like, my entire reality now, like, shifted. Like, as soon as, like, I started making content, my whole, like, world now is about creation. Like, I realized, like, you can literally create your reality. Like if you like get your thoughts in the right spot, you learn about yourself and you have a vision and you know where you want to go. It's literally just up to you to be consistent. And like, that's what I did. Like with the videos, I started in the crypto space, dude. I started like learning about crypto. I'm gonna, and, I, and as I was learning it, I'm going to go teach everybody else about crypto kind of thing. And so I started making, it was chips and crypto it was called. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I don't know if you boys got into crypto, but I'm still you know, deep into crypto and I'm, like regretting it every day. Okay, I'm I'm the same way. I think we're gonna get a rebound. I could talk about crypto all day, but I just let's just get. I just want to get back close to where we were. Let me sell everything and never okay. look at it again. I think we're. I think we're gonna see a rebound. I think if we do a little bit of purchasing, like like in this little bear market, like I'd be buying. I'd be buying some Ethereum right now. Not not financial advice, but Coach Chip is saying, take a gander at the markets right now. That's what I would say. But yeah, dude, I started, I started in the crypto scene. I started making content. I was like, I graduated from Laurier. So I was at business school. Um, I was actually working at an accounting firm. Like I was working, bro, I was in every single day, hated it. Just wasn't for me. Like my whole body was like telling me this isn't it. Like I would get anxiety going into like that workplace. Like the setting just wasn't me. I was someone that was super creative. And I kind of always knew I kind of wanted to like do my own thing, like own my own business. Um, Cause that's what my dad did. So I was going to kind of follow in his footsteps. And then I really started learning about like online, just like how you can make an income online. Um, 
and nowadays like if you learn one high like income skill like a high ticket skill like copywriting for example like that's what i learned i went i went hard i wanted to learn how to write essentially ads for companies so if you went um or like anything you see any ad that's written that's copywriting like anything you see in words essentially companies will pay you to write ads to write landing pages for websites so i just went hard i went hard at learning that and that kind of allowed me to have the kind of freedom to go like I, i'm making income I don't, i'm not relying upon any business like um to like you know like make income right so i can kind of be whoever i want on the internet because i'm already doing my own thing um bringing money in myself like i know obviously like if you're putting yourself out there and like a you know like you're working a job you don't want people to see kind of thing like my sister's a lawyer she's like i can't be posting the videos that you're posting right so it's like <laughs> it's a lot different so it kind of gave me that ability to go all right like i'm doing my own thing like why don't i just go i love making people laugh like when i was playing hockey and back in the day like coach chippy in the room like i was like it was chippy like i was just like pretty much being myself like kind of the comedian always um and i really felt my purpose now was just to, like make people laugh so i kind of started making these little skits like triple a coaches was the first video i made and it kind of just like it was so relatable because like you know i grew up playing i know what these crazy freaking coaches are i know about the the 60 minute rule if you're not there freaking 60 minutes before you're gonna be not playing the entire game like it happened to me right so like i already know kind of i played six years of triple a so i know kind of like all right it's crazy there's a whole culture here that I kind of want to make the hockey players feel more understood. Like your dad yelling at you after a game, your dad, Hey boys, move your feet. Like on, like banging on the glass. My dad was like, he was doing that. Right. So yeah, man, I kind of got into the content space. Um, I could ramble forever, boys. Like keep me on no, track. That's, that's good on a podcast, man. We're fine with that. Dude, I could ramble forever, but yeah, dude, I got, I kind of got into the content. Um, and then I really just enjoy making it. So it's just like, Oh, creation. That's where I was getting back to. Okay. Um, essentially like creating is like where I found, uh, like kind of my piece, like my meditation is like in creation. So obviously you boys know if you're playing hockey, you're on the ice, you're not thinking about anything else, right? Like you're just in the game. You're not thinking about your exam. If you're in school, you're just, you're very present. Um, and that's kind of where I feel when I'm making content. Like I switched from playing like sports to now, like, Oh, when I go make a video when I'm doing like an improv skit, like I have to like take on the character of like a hockey dad. And then you're just completely just where you are. And like creation now is just allows me to just kind of like meditation. It's so fun. So I spend like, yeah, like I wake up and I'm thinking about ideas and now I'm just like full throttle, just like, um, yeah, just how much can I create? Like an idea will come to you and it's about taking action on that idea. So if an yeah. idea comes, like write it down, but then like you, you might not do it. Like you have to just like, when you, when it comes to you, you have to go and do it. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I, I don't know if you guys like, obviously you started your own podcast. Like you're probably very creative yourselves. Like just to go, you're doing something different. You're not doing something that's like on the, what's it called? Normal path. So yeah. like, have you done that? Like just with the yeah, podcast up a little like, bit. That's like kind of what we do. Like, I mean, if ideas come to our head, like first thing we do is text each other, like, Hey, like we're thinking about doing this. And then we kind of just put it into action. But yeah, man, it's it's definitely like a it's a crazy kind of world out there now with social media and everything to be able to broadcast yourself and kind of put yourself on the map through different ways and stuff like that. And I know um, we saw a clip of you. So Rask, I know you want to ask this question and then we can elaborate on it here a bit more. Yeah, so this clip of you saying you think you could fit in in an NHL practice. I want to I want to hear it out of your mouth. I love this, boys. Get me out there. I'm telling you, you guys don't even know. Coach Chip can play. 
okay, I got to compete. I want to be out there. Make it happen. You boys have the connections. Make it happen. Get me out there. So if, if, okay, so here, let's, I want to, I want to do a scenario. So like, say, I want you to do a little skit for our listeners. Cause I, obviously I, all the kids who listen to right now want to get a good laugh from you and stuff. So say, say yeah. Rask in here, say you're coaching Rask and, um, and Rask, Rask has a brutal game or you're not, you're not his coach. You're his dad after the game. What, uh, what kind of stuff are you going to say to Rask after a terrible game? No effort out there. No shots on goal and a dash three. Rasky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, where, where's the setting? Are we in the car? Yeah, you're in the car, and he's he actually wants to stop for food on the way home too. So he's a dash three. Yeah, dash three. All right, let me get in the zone. Let me get in the zone here. All right, Rasky. Okay, here we go. Rasky, bud. Dash three. Dash three, and you're asking to go to McDonald's on a dash three. You couldn't. No. <laughs> no. That. Do you want to know what me and Danny were talking about in the stands? And then I got to look over. I got all the parents looking at me. Your third turnover of the game leading to a goal. And I'm the, and I'm the dad in the stands. Do you know what that? No. And now you're saying, no. McDonald's? No. Dad, did you I've, see my Corsi? I was like plus 30. Corsi? What's Corsi? I'm looking <laughs> off what the visuals are saying. What are these, uh, these new terms you kids are using on your little devices? Your Corsi? What does that even mean? Okay. The, I'm looking at the visual aspect here. It was terrible. It was terrible stuff. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's pretty good that you can pull that off on the spot, though. Like, so, like, how, like, have you always been like the kind of guy who like likes to do impersonations or stuff and stuff like that, or did that just come to you when you started doing all this? Kind of. It's kind of a funny story. Like, not really. Like, I guess, like, I don't know. I was very like outgoing, like in the room. Like, I was very like one of those people um and then in grade nine I took drama class yeah like everyone has to take drama class in grade nine right yeah so I'm like I guess I just loved it like I'm in that drama class we do like an improv section and improv is like pretty much just like when you it's like very spontaneous you just make it up on the spot really right yeah I got like a 99 on improv bro like I lit it up like I just loved it I was up <laughs> on stage during the exam like just just improving. And then I never did anything with it. Like, because everyone you got to take in grade nine, then too cool to take it in grade 10, right? I'm not going to take drama class, right? Like, it was just, <laughs> I wish I did, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, like, and then I don't even know. And then I just kind of, I really did kind of like lose myself a bit when I went to like school. Like, I was always uh, just going to go to school, go get a job. And that was kind of the path I was like, you know, I stopped playing AAA in grade nine. Um, I wasn't big enough like it was just like I don't know like I had guys that were like I was probably weighed like 90 pounds and these guys were like 185 like it was just I couldn't play so for me it was like all right, I'm gonna focus on school I'm gonna go to school go to university get a job and that was kind of like for me like when I was a kid I was like oh I'm gonna go to the NHL like I was really good like as a kid like when I was five six like I was really good like I'm telling you like I had 17 goals in one game prodigy type stuff um, <laughs> I'm just like boys. Like I don't think you guys know. I genuinely think if I'm six foot one, I'm, I'm in the NHL. Like that. Like I'm so dead ass when I say that. Like I had to compete. That's why they call me Chippy. Um, no one's seen it yet. No one on this TikTok stuff. They don't know. My buddies listening to this know Chippy's got the compete. You gotta post a highlight tape or, or get back I, into the mix, man. I don't Start have playing any senior hockey. 
film, like, I don't have any, like, you're going to see the highlight. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, like, men's league, like, miking up for men's league now and just tearing it up. So that, that's we'll, good content. So I, I have yeah, a couple questions. Fun. I have a couple. One of them, um, well, you talk about drama. You kind of talked about putting on a, a face in a show. Like, do you think going forward down, down the road is acting, like, maybe something you'd want to pursue? That's something I've thought about. Like, honestly, like, I've never taken any lessons. Like, I, but, like, the improv, like, um, like I, what I do is like I listen to like comedians. I don't know if you know Sebastian Maniscalco. No, you got you got to tap in. You got to tap in. It's like he go on Netflix. Sebastian Maniscalco, like um, he has like what's it called specials. Mm-hmm. His his comedy is hilarious because what he does is like he lives his life, and then he'll like um, kind of like make fun of situations he sees. So so he he'll like I'm trying to give an example here. So like. He'll be like, I went to a school play for my daughter and I'm sitting in the, in the stands and all these parents are talking about uh, how terrible their lives are. And it's like, you guys wouldn't believe what I'm hearing. Like, so he'll tell, like, he'll live his life and then he'll tell stories based on that comedy. So for me, it's like, I've lived through this hockey thing now. And it's like, how can I make a situation relatable and funny? So it's like, kind of like hockey comedian, kind of like a role, I guess, like acting and like trying to be like, I think I love to do, like, stand-up. Um, for me, it would just have to be, like, I'd have to get to know myself a little more, get the more confidence in myself to be able to get up on stage in front of people and really, like, deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, not behind the screen anymore. Yeah, you're not you behind the screen. Actually, you know where you got to get? You got to try to get on Shorzy. Like, you I, need to, like, yeah. be in Shorzy, like, as a character. Throw you, Coach Chippy in. I would like, love it, dude. I, I would love that. Like, yeah, like, start my acting career off. I would love it. Yeah, so I, I think here's a question and, and maybe acting is like the answer to that, but with hockey comedy, you have like a niche audience of who, who you're kind of targeting and you can't necessarily, like you're still growing rapidly, but at a certain point you cap out in your space. Like you need to expand to grow once you, you know, hit that audience. Cause yeah. um, there's only a certain number of like hockey comedian what like i don't know listeners watchers whatever you want to call them so like what what would be the future like how do you see yourself growing at, after that point yeah so it's interesting because i have like i so i purposely went niche like i know i could talk about raptors i could talk about baseball um but for me it was like let me like i know hockey really well um and like from a business like aspect like i started this style and flow brand and i really like wanted to like make a brand that like um would relate to people like at the end of the day people wear brands because they identify with them so like i wanted to like make a brand that like made as many hockey players feel understood as possible because like pretty much everyone just wants to be more understood like everyone like loves when someone can listen to them they can kind of vent um so for me if i'm making like a video in the hockey space and i can like i got these hockey players so true like yeah like this happens for sure i just had this um like that's kind of what i want to do i want to be very relatable and like take situations that I live through and try to make light of them. Cause some of them are like, some of them are dark. Like if you're getting like screamed at after a game, like you're nine years old, like there's actually like a lot of trauma too that's involved with like growing up through that and like having to like heal from kind of that stuff and kind of making light where it's like, okay, like the kids that are in it that are like thinking that this, this game is super serious. Like they're crying, like we can make a little more light of it. Um, but in terms of where I want to go, um, I haven't really thought about it, dude. I'm living very like 
in the moment. Like I'm living like today could be my last day, like every single day. Like I'm kind of really like trying not, try not to live in the future. Cause I was someone who had a ton of anxiety and I realized anxiety is just being worried about the future. And, and it's very easy to get caught up in that with today's society. You know, you got your days of the week, you got your exams on Thursday and now four days out, you're, you're thinking about an exam that's on Thursday, 30 days doesn't even exist. The only thing that exists is right now. So like I, it really helped like learning about myself, learning about what we're doing here on this earth really helped me come like with a purpose and what I want to do. Like for me, my purpose, is if I can make one person laugh today, I've had a good day. And that's kind of like my mission with like what I'm doing. And um, I think it's important to have a mission. I think it's important to have like a vision and like a purpose, um, especially if you're lost. Like if you're someone out there lost in your head, um, really start to like learn about yourself, start to read about like psychology, understand the mind. Um, that's really what I tapped into. And like, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of that. When, when did coach Chippy like start on TikTok and like, when did it actually like blow up? And like, I know you have like 85,000 followers right now and it's only the beginning and your, your videos continue to pop off and stuff like that. So like, when did you start it? And then when did it excel? Yeah. So I started, I think my first like coach Chippy video would have been like, March, March or April, April. Oh, maybe. Okay. So this has gone pretty fast. Yeah. Like it was, dude, I was making like crypto videos last year and then I was making snowboard videos during the winter. Like I was, I just like making content. I was like, all right, like, let me just go post some stuff. And then I was doing university one-on-one videos. I was like university one-on-one how to get through it. And I would be like, just say some random stuff. And like those videos kind of started to do well. So I'm like, all right, like, and then I do, I would do psychology life hacks and I would just go read about something and then make a video. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I'm going to do this. I was like, honestly, like no one else is making content. I'm just going to go out there and make content. Like that's generally how I felt like 1% of people make content. The other 99% of people consume it. So if, if you content, you're already part of the 1%. It's just now coming up with a strategy that's going to like um, align with whoever your target audience is. So like, yeah, that's what do, I was do you, Chippy, do you see yourself like expanding beyond the hockey stuff, getting back into that? Because how do how do I want to say this? Basically, um, to grow, like I said, with the target audience thing, and even just um, like financially wise, like to make more money from it and stuff. And then from a content creation standpoint, where your ideas aren't getting reused, like that that's a, a challenge with making content in one specific area. Like you're going to start reusing ideas. So yeah, what's the future like for that? Yeah, like for me, it's dude. I have so many ideas. That's all. That's the reason why I came with like into the creator space was just like, bro, I I there's no lack of ideas. Like I could make video every single day. Like it just they just come to me. Like I like honestly, if you see my notebook, bro, it's crazy. But obviously, yeah, you start kind of like playing off ideas. Like you, I, I like starting like a series. So like I don't know, I could start a series on like clear tape. Like I could probably make freaking endless amount of skit like skits just about around clear tape your buddy you get a new clear tape and you're hiding it from you make a little deal with your buddy don't show anyone or like just like you could just like you think of an idea or a situation and there's so many like ways you can go with it you could um yeah so like and especially when it's improv like you just kind of everything's gonna be different i can't even i wouldn't even be able to recreate a video that i've made because it's all freestyle like everything i do is off the dome right so it's just like yeah. I couldn't even recreate it if I tried. But in terms of like, um, yeah, like obviously in the hockey space, there's only so much you can really say. 
But that's what's the beautiful thing about me doing like shell Keith after the Leafs game, right? There's always going to be a Leafs game, right? There's always going to be <laughs> a character I could kind of like pop, Poppy when he doesn't score tonight or Poppy when he gets three assists and no goals. Like, boys, I would trade all three of these assists for one goal. Just so you know, boys, I don't want any of these assists. I would trade all three of them. So, like, that was the one video I made. Like, just like, what is Poppy thinking? Like, this guy doesn't want three assists. He wants bingos. We know that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, man. That's Actually, smart. I, I got to, um, what was I going to say here? Yeah. So, like, you being in, like, the hockey space and stuff like that, do you, like, do you have people trying to reuse your ideas? Like, do you see people, like, using all your ideas on TikTok and trying to, like, claim it as their own and stuff like that? I, I love it. Like, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, like, similar, like, ideas for sure. But I just use it, like, oh, like, it's just, like, they saw my video. They got some inspiration from it. Um, yeah, like, honestly, like, I, I love, like, for me, I just want to, like, be friends with everyone in this space. Like, I'm not trying to compete. Like, we're all kind of making content. If you're making content, I'm like, that's dope. Like, because it does, like, take a lot to be able to put yourself out there. Um, like as you guys would know, like put yourself out there. Like you gotta like people comment stuff. Um, for me, I just I just tune it all out. Like I'm just in my own zone, in my own lane. Um, Dial trying to build flow, baby. Connection. So what'd you say? Sorry. Dial and flow, baby. Dial and flow with it. We don't we don't we don't worry about anything. Like like we like that's what I kind of realized. Like that's what this brand's all about. Like just just don't worry. Like you, there's there's an endless amount of worrying that you can do. Like and in our society, like a lot of people are addicted to thinking and addicted to worrying and i like i read a lot about this stuff so i could talk about this all day but like um just like the philosophy of like um living in the moment and you'll be able to like and look looking within like you can really you have so much power inside you like with what you like where you are right now like if you just channel your energy and um use like i don't know and just use your creative flow like i know when you guys are coming up with ideas and you're thinking of ideas you're in such a like a higher vibrational state than when you're talking talking about someone else or like like i think it was one quote it was like great minds think of like talk about ideas when they're together low vibrating people talk about other people when they're together so like yeah. for me when I'm with my buddies now all we are is talking about ideas we're talking about create like creativity and bro just my, my entire life is like kind of just reality of just like outlook on it i was definitely someone who was in like a dark spot in creation and like it's just made me just like kind of find this own and just kind of flow in more life that's that's sweet man that's sweet you want to um, you want to ask the we got we had a bunch of fan questions but i mean brass you picked you what do you you got a few fan questions well, right one one i want to ask well it's not even ask it's just it's my buddy kyle's birthday he loves you he's the one who sent me the video that i commented on from the show around account that kind of got this whole thing going can you say what's up to my buddy kyle and happy birthday Hey, Kyle, hey, don't think, just flow today. Happy birthday, big Kyle. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then um, one other one, I'm just curious personally, like, let's say, I don't know, are, are you single? I'm single. Oh, I'm single. And I, yeah, yeah. So if you if you match with a girl on Tinder or something and your Instagram is connected, she asks for your Insta, what, what do girls say about your Instagram when you're talking to them? Oh, my Instagram? Dude, I don't even they love dude it's energy right so boys a little life hack here i shouldn't even be throwing this out here um voice voice messages voice dms like you guys you separate yourself with the voice dm and energy like i realized this this game this is a dance okay life's a dance life's a game it's all about energy and if your energy is in a good place you're going to attract 
eat that equal energy. So like for me now, like all about energy, voice DMs, like if you're going to, if you're going to, yeah, you, you say you something. You the voice DM, should I, I be concerned? Yeah, no, man, when I saw, so like Rask was showing me, uh, or like I was on the account too. And like we were, we were, I was seeing the voice DMs. I was like, this guy has the energy. He is fired up. And that's what I was loving. And actually, Dude, that's it, bro. Like it's, it's like just anyone. Like so, like everyone that like DMs me, like I respond to like all. Like I try to respond to everyone. Like honestly, I got a lot of DMs, but like yeah, like I'll be like, what's going on, Logan? Like love your style and flow. Like great day. Like I'm just trying to like like I just want to bring people up with my energy. Like if you can fill yourself up and then go fill other people up, that's kind of all I want to do. Like just with like it's an energy dance, right? Yeah, and the the last fan question here that we'll go with is. Favorite NHL player and NHL team? Oh, I love this. Um, this one's like a tough one to answer. So obviously my favorite team is the Leafs. Um, but I also like when the Leafs were losing, I had to I had to draft the playoff team. And my playoff team was Capitals. And Ovi was my favorite player growing up. Big Ovi. I loved him. I loved that right shot. I was a righty. I was a sniper. We had very similar game. And <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Big Ovi. But I would say Poppy. Like, I love I love Matthews. Guy, you just score. Yeah, it's Poppy. Like, we know this. Like, the Leafs and Poppy, but for sure. Bro, Chippy, I mean, this is a great interview. I didn't know we were going to end up going a little deeper on this one, too, which we did. I, I, I honestly, I love this. So, like, Hell yeah. man, appreciate uh, you taking the time. I, I'm happy we got to meet and talk face-to-face now. Like, it's good. Um, I love Thanks it. for taking the time, too. I think I, I love it. Like, I would say, boys, just keep keep going. Like, you guys are obviously like well. You know the space so well, and you're able to. I've seen your interviews. Like when you interview these, it's so interesting because yeah, you're tapping into the minds with guys that are that are league bound. You know what I mean? Like how what's the mindset? What's their personality like? Because um, obviously to get to that higher level, you have to be coachable. You have to be able to listen. Um, so, dude, boys, I'm fired up that you guys. How long have you been doing the pod for? Like two, three years. years. Almost yeah. three. Yeah, we're coming. We're closing in on, yeah, we're on our way to three now, bro. But I want to, maybe we can uh, work on someday, like getting some content going, like getting involved with you and you getting involved with us. Yeah, let's collab on something. Boys, boys, I'm about, like, all I am is about, like, creating. Like, if you you guys want to come with ideas, do a skit, if you guys want to get in here, like, I'm all all about it, man. Yeah, dude. I think uh, there's definitely some, uh, some room to grow for both of us, so we can use each other to do that. But, I mean... With that being said, I think uh, we're kind of closing in here on the end of this Zoom. So I just yeah. want to say thank you, bro. Don't bring up minor hockey because I'll talk all day about it. Oh, well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get further into it. And this won't be the end of Coach Shippy and Showbound together. And, uh, yeah, just want to say thanks, man. Really appreciate yeah, you taking the time. Good energy. I want to thank Coach Chippy for that one. Fun getting him on there. And definitely a different perspective and a change of pace from our normal interviews. So, um I think this has been a great episode. We got we got two good interviews, uh, lots of content this this week, and we're we're back in full swing. Like we we know we had the break. We came back last week. We're we're back and better than ever. So, cards, what's up? Yeah, man, definitely back. Um, just feels good to be able to like just come on here and talk, and obviously have guests on again, and just get back in the flow of things. And yeah, like you said, this episode was a really different one from what we've. Uh, what we've kind of been traditionally doing typically it's male hockey players that kind of talk about their career and today we had a female hockey player who got to talk about her career and her different path along with 
coach chippy a content creator and we haven't had one of those on before so it's interesting to tap into someone who's doing something in the same space that we sort of are and kind of hear his point of view um and yeah got a few laughs out of him and <laughs> definitely get a few laughs out of his tiktoks for sure so um it was awesome though all in all great episode yeah can't say much more about it yeah i like how at the end of every episode we just pat ourselves on the back like we're just we're so good like another great episode <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah but it's it, the worst part it's not even us too it's it's all the guests that bring uh bring the energy and bring everything good that comes to it so we got to thank them the most but yeah a little pat on the back for ourselves yeah let's go so anyway yeah if you're still listening right now thank you so much we love you guys um we would we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you guys listening so thank you and cards i'll flip to you you already kind of gave a weather report but you can wrap it up as always yeah i certainly did it's no longer spooky season um with Halloween being over, we're on our way to Christmas. So it's it's less than two months away. I'm in the Christmas spirit. I know I'm waiting for that first snowfall. So I'm really excited. Uh, it means the true meaning of hockey season. It brings that out as well. A little hot chocolate in the backyard rink as well. So I'm sure a bunch of people are looking forward to all that. So it's coming soon. So stay tuned on our episodes. And uh, I'll let you know when the first snowfall is coming. We'll talk to you next week.